Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello and welcome to this episode on engaging on a journey of cultural transformation. Today I have with me Thomas Burlong. Thomas lives in Hamburg in Germany and he works for a big European company. Thomas shifted his career from being a successful manager of a large team to working on the human side of business that's on cultural transformation programs. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Good morning. So what got you committed on this journey of cultural transformation? Tell me your story a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so in 2013, I became a senior manager for a big company. And at that time, I was married. I was having two kids. I was having some material success, I would say. Uh, but I came to the phase where I wanted to send an image outside. And this was not any longer aligned with who I was uh, inside. If I was really honest with myself at that time, I was feeling uh, very uh, disconnected, mm-hmm. empty, and, and alone. This was really my main feeling at that time. Imagine uh, a man coming back home and his wife, uh, my wife was working and she was waiting for me with the kids and so on. And uh, for sure, I was there physically, but uh, emotionally, I was not there. I was always in my mind, thinking of my work. What can I do better? What did I do today? Who am I going to meet tomorrow? So months after months and years after years, the relationship with my wife was going down until one morning when I woke up and I was completely, uh, I was broken because I did not know how to make this relationship working again and how to improve the relationship uh, with my kids as well. That morning, I remember I was taking my coffee and I was in the living room. I was walking and turning around and I felt like a lion in his cage. And this morning, I took a decision. I said, okay, now I can't stand that anymore. I want to free this lion. I want to free this lion. And I took this decision. And when I took this decision, I got this sentence in my mind, which came, which says, if you want to change your outside world, you have to change your inner world. If you want to change your outside world, you have to change your inner world. And to be honest, at that time, I did not really understand the deep meaning of such a sentence. But at least I understood that I had to work on myself. And this is when I started my personal journey. I started to study people, how you can be successful, but as well, fulfilled, being healthy, uh, having a great family, great relationship. What do I miss there? And I started my quest. So I did lots of coaching, I read books, I watched videos. And month after month, I could see myself opening up, opening this heart. And then I started to feel things. I started to feel more alive. And going through this transformation, in fact, I was sharing some of these things I was going through with my team. And I could see that I was uh, they were getting more confident. They were getting more trust. It was the same for me, basically. And as well, emotionally, I was more alive and so on. So I was thinking more, more clearly. I was getting more intuition and so on. So it was the time where I shifted as well the mission of the team, where uh, we started to work more on strategic topics, more how can we prepare the department where I was working on 
for the medium long term and not for the day to day supporting uh, some end users with their daily issues. No, let's see how we can improve this business in one year, in two years. Maybe it's not going to pay off now, but it will pay off in the future. So going through this transformation, I could see that I was feeling better. I was feeling more alive. The connection with my children was getting better with the employee as well. And then I came to a point where I say, okay, uh, I would really like to scale something like that because it, it works for me. It works for my team. Maybe it can work for something which is even bigger. Wow. Beautiful. That's a wonderful story of how sometimes we look at outside parameters that society has conditioned on us that is determining our success based on what car we drive, what do we earn, what kind of house we live in, and what kind of job status and position that we have in our organization as a success. But in the inside, one can feel completely empty or feel like a lion in a cage. And it's a beautiful story of how you decided to work on yourself because very often we say the problem is out there and we try to look at, oh, I don't have the right circumstances or I am a victim of the situation. I can't change anything or do anything about it. But rather you said, what do I need to change inside to change the world outside of me? So fantastic. You really worked on yourself. Great example. And not only that, you also took your team to work on their purpose and be aligned to something bigger than the daily firefighting. Excellent. Yep. This is that. <laughs> <laughs> so here you are, Thomas, leading a very fulfilled life. And how do you bring your recipe out for the other people? One of the main things is, in fact, we tend to think equal to the way we feel. And people are not really aware of that. They say, okay, in business, uh, you don't bring your, your feeling. It's about facts and figures. Feelings do not play a role there. But I'm sorry. I learned that and I tested it and it works. The way we feel has a direct influence in the way how we will think. And then the way we think, it's the way we take decisions, the way we take action, and then the, the results we will get later on. So one of the key ingredients I'm using is make people aware about the way they feel. This will impact their results. So if you are in an environment which is where you have lots of fear or frustration, for sure, you will tend to think equal to the way you feel. So you will launch action and you will get in your experience, in your performance, in your results, something which brings you even more frustration or even more anger or shame, whatever is are your feelings. So I explain to people yeah, the impact of those feelings and how if you are on a more positive emotional aspect, like feeling freedom, feeling passion, feeling empowered, uh, feeling joy and so on, how this will change, let's say, the results you will get uh, with your team. So the feeling is something important. And as well, if you want to bring an impact, I strongly believe that you need to feel greater than the environment. If you feel like the environment, you can't impact the environment. You can't make people moving and so on. I love the fact that you mentioned that we have to feel greater than the environment. That is so true. If you want to inspire people, 
then you do have to have that feeling inside you. And you spoke a lot about positive feelings and there are also negative feelings like frustration, anger, sadness uh, that can exist. And sometimes we don't want to feel the pain. And so we numb ourselves. And I say this time and over again, for those of you who have heard my podcast, that we use different techniques and mechanisms to numb our pain, like uh, watching TV, binging on our favorite food or going out for a drink a little bit more than often, getting onto social media. That's a great way to binge and numb our pain. And if we don't feel our pain, we can't feel our joy either. Correct. Yeah, it's the other side of the coin. This is what I'm saying to people. If you want to feel more joy, feel more pain because this is the other side of the coin. So uh, right. when I have people who feel sad or frustrated, I say, okay, it's fine because behind your sadness, you will find even more joy. What is toxic is that if your sadness is driving all, is driving your day and your month and your year, this is not positive. But if you feel sometimes I feel sad for sure, but it's okay. But I know that I don't stick to my sadness uh, on the, for a long time. You convert it. Yes. You convert it into what's going on, what is it that I need to address and get on the joy and the other flip side of the coin. Correct. Correct. Excellent. So this is one of the key elements I'm using. Another one, uh, which was, this is a study from Google. Huh? Google said that uh, to get people really being efficient, performant, and so on, you need to bring this psychological uh, safetyness, let's say, at work. And what it is uh, for me, it's being okay that we can share our feelings. Uh, if when I see a team where there is a boss who is, is willing to share some of his failure, but not in his mind, with his heart, how he felt about these failures and so on, the teams are really performing greater than other teams. So feeling not judged, feeling not criticized, feeling, okay, I can be the way I am. This has such a huge impact as well in the transformation. So this psychological safetyness for me is a key ingredient as well for the transformation of a team or a company. And uh, I would say last but not least would be uh, the rules. Uh-huh. In fact, if we want to uh, transform a culture, we have to challenge the rules because some rules have been defined some years ago and they were good at that time, uh-huh. but maybe they don't serve anymore the system uh, today. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking to the process, to the tools we are using and challenging the rules which are inside this process, these rules can bring a huge impact as well in the transformation because wow. people will tend to adapt to the rules. So if you change the rules, the behavior of people will change as well. Oh. This is a key element as well for a transformation, looking to the rules. Yeah. Can you give an example of what kind of rules? So for example, um, we did a workshop with a team and if, uh, if you want to order something with our tool, you need to pay minimum 30 euros. You cannot place an order below 30 euros. So for sure, sometimes you want to buy something, some pencil, it costs only 5 or 10 euros. But the minimum order you have to place is 30. So of course, people were placing orders to reach these 30 euros. And then they were ending up with many stuff in their cupboard and so on. And when you do a 5S or uh, <laughs> to clean your, your office, we discovered that many people were having stuff that they never used. It was still in the, in the original box. And we asked why. And uh, it was because of this 30 euros minimum <laughs> price. And then this rule has been changed and uh, you don't have that anymore. So something very simple like that, people will adapt their behaviors as well to the rules. So looking to the rules and how they impact behavior is for me something key to look at for the transformation of a department or a company. 
It could be a very simple rule to buying things in your organization, or it could be the way reorganizations are done and how people are promoted. So challenge rules, that's one of the key points that Thomas is mentioning. So the first thing is share feelings. The second one is create safety for people to be able to share their feelings and also share their failures, share their fears. That's important. Create psychological safety. And the third one is challenge the rules that are there. Yes. Excellent. Fantastic. And I imagine that when you implement these three rules, you tend to wake up and start living. You're much more engaged in the present, in what's happening around you, and you're no more sleeping. Exactly, yes. And this comes mainly with the feeling part. When people start to connect to their feelings and they bring that to their work, they are much more alive. And uh, by being more alive, they spread this energy out and it's contagious, in fact. And uh, this is how I see uh, some great leaders around me who are inspiring people, who are really moving the lines forward because they come with this joy, with this happiness, with this freedom. And uh, they are alive. Those guys are alive. And then for sure, they, it's easier for those people to connect with others and to bring things forward. So, yeah. I see some people around me being much more alive than before because being connected to themselves and, and taking care of their feelings. Yeah. Fantastic, Thomas. What gets in the way for people to make cultural transformation? What gets into the way of implementing the three tips that you just mentioned? Maybe three things. The first one would be the attachment. I see people being attached to what they do to their process, to their tools, and they don't want to change anything around that. And for me, attachment, doing the same thing each and every day or meeting the same people each and every day, on the long run, it's not very healthy because what was right yesterday is not necessarily right tomorrow or even today. So being attached to those processes, those tools, those people we see, for sure we feel safe by doing the same thing, seeing the same people. But this attachment, for me, is not helping us to move things forward. So first thing would be attachment. Mm -hmm. The second thing would be when you use fear or frustration as a glue to make things happening, I don't see it very efficient, let's say. Maybe you can achieve a short-term result, yes, but on the medium and long-term, we lose people with that. Uh, We lose engagement, we lose creativity, and uh, it's very short-term basis. It works, but long run, medium term wise, it's not very the best practice. Moving people by fear doesn't work. Inspire people through the joy, through your aliveness. Yes, I find it much more powerful. Even sometimes on the short time, right. uh, but mostly on the medium and long run. And as well as this criticism, this judgment, when I sometimes I hear people criticizing their colleagues or, or the boss, or this is not helping us because uh, it's just mirroring who we are. So at the end, those people we tend to criticize and judge, uh, they have a gift for us. So what is the gift that these people is showing me? Maybe I don't like this behavior, but maybe there is something great in these people. What is it? And looking to the people, uh, looking to their greatness, rather than looking to the judgment and criticize them. I see people doing that, uh, looking to the eyes of the people and seeing the, the, the greatness of the people. And I see... Uh, those teams moving forward much quicker than others. So this criticizing judgment is something which is not helping us, neither. So look at the bright side of 
the other people, everybody is resourceful, creative and complete. So look for what's the 2% greatness in them rather than looking at them through the lens of what is it that I dislike and criticizing the one aspect that you don't like. Yeah, correct. Thank you so much. Would you like to share one last message before we close this call? Sometimes it's good to slow down (laughs) and stop uh, being in this doing, doing, doing. What I notice is uh, taking time for ourselves is so important to get more creative, to feel more alive, to inspire more people. And um, I was talking with one of uh, vice presidents some weeks ago, and uh, he asked me to moderate a workshop for him. And uh, he asked me, Thomas, I would really like to start the workshop uh, with a meditation. And I said, wow, great. Uh, I like it. I meditate uh, as well, uh, not on a daily basis, but on a regular basis. I do it. And I asked him, but are you meditating yourself? And he said, yes. Before going to lunch, I always take five to 10 minutes to do a short meditation, just to reconnect to myself, to spend a bit of time to my, with myself. And then I get more energy for the afternoon. I say, wow, great. So uh, my tip would be slow down. Slowing down is great to accelerate later on. And the best way to slow down is just to close eyes, to breathe, to connect to something which is bigger than us, to a vision, to these great feelings, and just let that come into us. And this would be my tip for the day. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. And for those listening out there, there's a wonderful podcast by Betsy where she talks about to meditate is to rebel. And that is a wonderful podcast. If you want to get started on meditation, I'd really recommend you to listen to that. It's episode number 24. And also the recent episode number 38, I've had the CEO of CRR Global, Marita, where she mentions that relationship is the currency in organizations. So just as Thomas rightly pointed out, feelings, connecting with people and relationships is the way to make change happen in organizations. Thank you so much, Thomas, for being here with us. Thank you, Deepa. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential, check out www.meetmypotential.com. That's www.meetmypotential.com. Join us again. And until then, stay cool.